recording. Sweet. <laughs> Ollie's sitting here like, I know you've got that thing for me. <laughs> Just give, give me the button. No one gets hurt. <laughs> you posted it on Twitter and Instagram. So you better. <laughs> there you go. Yay. Uh oh. I just what heard that. The, I heard the super's dog bark and I was like, oh snap. <laughs> but, but he was too excited about his, his his little chew stick, so he is not doing that at the moment. But we'll probably might hear him bark at some point. <laughs> Real quick, I have to tell you too, you know how last week you had hurt your tongue and you were like complaining. Yes. Lisping. Yes. <laughs> Today, this afternoon, I was making popcorn. And I have to tell you, I bought like regular popcorn kernels and I like now make popcorn on the stove because I can't stand microwave popcorn always leaves like this film on my tongue. It does. Yeah, it does. That's so gross. So I got some of the actual kernels and I was like doing it in a pan, you know, shaking it like. (laughs) Anyway, I got my bowl bowl of popcorn. It was really good. Uh, And I'm like chewing on it and I chomped down on a piece of popcorn and I bit the fuck out of my cheek. Oh no. So I'm like it happens. You know what happens to the rest of us. I until I can like feel myself kind of trying not to like get too close to it right now. (laughs) Because I'm like if I bite my cheek during the recording I'm gonna be really pissed off. Cause then you know when you have it then you keep biting it again oh yeah like you keep reopening the wound yeah yeah anyway you, what is the temperature there oh it's warm today uh what is it right now it's well right now it's 70 and it says the field's like a 70 but my room is hot because it's on the intersection and the sun beats down on it all day so it feels really warm in here i've got like I've got the window open and I've got two fans going because I'm like, I don't want to turn the AC on yet, but I also am like. It's hot here. It was like 80 degrees or it feels like like 82. So we turned the air on, which is tomorrow. Like it's supposed to be warm or cooler tomorrow, but that's like, that's almost like too hot. Yeah. Like I, I sweat last night. Like I sweated so bad. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. No. I mean, if I, I'm I'm just trying to save money by not turning the air conditioning on right uh but what if it gets if it gets too much warmer than this it probably will break down anyway this is booze and ghouls yeah booze and ghouls episode 22 i'm alana i'm leanne and what are you drinking today leanne you know what i'm glad you asked i'm taking it taking it classy (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to say. I was trying to think of some better word than class. I thought you were going to say old school. Well, old school might work. Old school might work. I'm actually going to make this drink right here live. Oh. Yeah. Fancy. Are you ready? I'll see if I can extrapolate the video and post it somewhere. I do see that's an empty glass. It is an empty glass. I don't have any, um, I don't have any ice. I almost just said I don't want any cold stuff. or ice things in here because little known fact although you know it so it's to you it's a well-known fact i do not like pot i like my diet coke um room temperature oh yeah but but really that doesn't matter because this is really gonna um gonna be also this other thing that i like room temperature 
So, so you got some Diet Coke. Pour a little, a little, a little Coca-Cola in here. I'm gonna get it up close so you can hear it. I hear the fizzing. You hear those fizzings? I think so. Ooh, yeah. Loud here. And then secondly, I'm gonna add a little Jack Daniels. Shit, hold on, I can't get it open. <laughs> and what should I call this drink? I mean, it's a Jack and Coke, that's what it is, right? You don't have to name every drink. I feel like it should have a name. <laughs> um, Jack and Coke. So there you go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, we'll call it a Jack and Coke. We'll be basic bitches, I guess, today. But yeah. <laughs> you only have to name new drinks that you come up with. Only um only Jack himself could could uh right the wrongs of this day and my babysitting gig I had a few. So am I to am I to understand correctly that you're not adding ice to this because you like to drink it at room temperature even correct. Like I like my whiskey at room temperature and I like my um my soda at room temperature. So I was like, I'm not adding ice to Why this. Why are you trying to avoid saying pop? Everybody knows you're from up north. Did I say soda? Yeah. Oh, I you also were you also like before you went to say pop and then you said diet coke that's weird i don't know why i did that i'm not hiding anything everybody knows you're from up north i'm an honest person i swear <laughs> that's funny i don't know why i was doing that that was weird i feel weird because athena is sitting on the desk and i already shut the door so like she's in now for for it she's in it for a second I got Athena and Alice mixed up and I was imagining a great Dane sitting on top of your desk. <laughs> I'm sure she would try because she <laughs> left them. <laughs> and it's so annoying. Oh, and then I realized you were talking about the cat. <laughs> what are you drinking? Um, so I am drinking, well, I asked, so I asked my friend Marie, shout out to Marie. Well, actually I asked several people in a group chat and she was the only one around but <laughs> i said should i go uh should i do boozy um iced coffee or should i do fruity and refreshing and she said fruity and refreshing so this is a raspberry lemonade with vodka oh that's a good drink and it's got a little extra wedge of lemon because i like lemon. nice it looks very pretty in the glass the glass looks very nice aren't you fancy that is a perfect drink for today, though, because it's like hot outside and yeah. Ugh. Although I am on spring break this week, so that's nice. And I also got the window open again, so there's probably going to be a lot of sound interference from the streets of New York. Live from New York. <laughs> it's terrific. <laughs> <laughs> this is really funny and this is totally off topic, but so every morning when I'm teaching my kids, we do this thing called a quick write. And it's like, they just kind of like, just to get their minds working. And so every morning I'm like, all right, you know, we do this little daily vocabulary thing. And then we go right into the quick, write every day, nothing changes, you know? Um, and I was like, every day I'm like, all right, go ahead and get out your quick, write notebook. And, and so then the other day, this kid was like, in my class was like quick, write brought to you by Geico. You could save 10% on car insurance. And I don't know why, but we got the biggest kick out of that. That's so, so the, funny. Yeah. Then the question for the quick write was, um, what would you ask a genie for if you could ask for three wishes and what could go wrong? And he was like, so he gave his answer. I like let them give their answer if they feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. 
and um, he gave his answer. And then his last thing was like, I would also um, ask the, um, I'd also ask the genie to let everybody save 10% on car insurance with the guy. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. So now like every single day I have to be like, um, a quick write brought to you today by Sharpie, the pen of champions, or like, I have to like come up with some like random slogan. And I don't know what made me just think of that, but it's made- so funny. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that. Oh, life in New York. That's right. Cause every time I answer and I say hello, if I say it to, um, like robotically, if I'm like, hello, I want to follow it up with and thank you for choosing AMC Regency Theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you did the automated voice for um, where we used to work? In yes, yes. And you, you would. I, I wonder if they've changed it since then. I wonder if you can call and still hear my voice. I mean, I know it's been years and years, so I'm sure they have updated it like they needed to. But I remember when I got laid off, I was like, well, can you take my voice off the thing? And they were like, well, really, when you recorded it, it became our property. And I was like, shit, that was my only card I could play. That's funny. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. You know, what's funny too, is I got picked because I was able to read the Spanish better than a lot of the other people who tried to read. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember you, you getting the gig and I was like, that's my best friend. <laughs> like tell all my family and friends to the automated voice thing. That's my best friend. <laughs> I I'm totally forgot about that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And yeah. now I have a podcast, so it makes sense. It's true. It is true. That was like your that was like your for like your stepping stone to this right gig. <laughs> Like what, what qualifications do you have to do this podcast? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I spoke lingually in a automated phone service for a company <laughs> that shall rename, remain nameless. I can't talk today. Ooh. I mean, if you did name it, I'd just bleep it again. Like the last yeah. <laughs> What? I said, if you did name it, I would just bleep it again. Like the last time. Oh yeah. Yeah. He already, are you, are you done with your bone already? He's over here licking his feet, you know, like they do. <laughs> he just got up, he was on the bed and he got up to like turn around and he stumbled a bit and fell back down before he started. Oh my gosh. He's so clumsy. I told you no drinking before the podcast. <laughs> He's just getting into the spirit. That's so funny. So an even number today you got a story for me it is oh yeah does that mean I go first I was thinking about that today I couldn't remember well also I remember you said that uh your part three was gonna have to be delayed yeah I'm really bummed but I had to delay my third part of the smiley face killer um theory but I really want to give you guys um well you my best friend and also the listeners um a really like a really good uh good informative section and I just didn't have enough information yet um coordinating with the family has been um, a little challenging so um I just don't have all the information that I need and I want to make sure I do a really good job um I will say too though um when we spoke last about this I had not watched all of the oxygen channel I think there were six episodes and I actually did um end up watching the rest of them Uh uh-huh is very very compelling stuff like I would encourage anybody to watch it it is on Amazon Prime it's called uh the hunt for the smiley face killer 
okay. it was on oxygen. You can look it up on uh, prime. That's where I got it. I had to pay for it, but, um, it's really interesting. And after watching those episodes, I don't have a doubt in my mind. Like this was not, um, these are, these are people who are, who are, uh, who are, you know, strong swimmers, uh, who are well-liked. And then all of a sudden they, you know, go missing and then they're found 40 days later, but their body composition is not that of somebody who's been in the water for 40 right. days. It's really, really, uh, really interesting. And so, yeah, I'm bummed. I mean, like I do have a really, I really do have a really quality topic today and it's very lighthearted, which is good because I feel like this, uh, the smiley face killer has been very like, like not sad. Well, it is sad, but like, yeah, crime is always a bit of a downer. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with the fact that I have to push it back because I wanted to find something that was, I'm sorry. I'm watching Athena, like bite her nail. I, cats do cats do that yeah i guess i don't know she's so weird anyway um but hey she's being quiet so i'm not gonna hate her for it uh <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway so i have a freaking gold topic for you today that is gonna be fun all right i'm excited okay so i was i was just about to give you an audio daily double but it wasn't it wasn't right because i almost just went flintstones meet the flintstones but that's not what this is about i'm an idiot i was gonna say you already did um the mandela effect right why did i i can't believe i just said the phone i'm such a dumbass okay so have you ever heard about it's not it's not necessarily a theory well it is kind of a theory i guess have you ever heard the um the thing about the simpsons predicting the future Yes, yes, I have. Yes. yes. Okay. So I thought this would be a really good uh lighthearted episode to kind of break up my my smiley face um killer series. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we're gonna go through what I'm gonna talk about. Um hold on because I want to check my notes because I know I numbered them for that reason. Uh we're gonna talk about uh the 18 times that the Simpsons have possibly predicted the future. So I can't wait to get your take on these. Oh yeah, I because I I've heard some of these before. Um, they uh, were covered on they've been covered on other podcasts before, but um, it's it's pretty crazy crazy. Yeah, some of it's pretty wild. Now there's a couple that I did not um, that I did not um, add to this or um, put in this list because the classic uh, you know Trump riding down the escalator uh-huh. thing actually apparently that um, was that episode came out after he had already begun, uh, like had given his thing for presidency or something. So that one actually doesn't count as one that has predicted the future. However, when I did see that um, in my research, I was thinking about, do you remember when we were on the escalator in the store? And I was like, if there was $20 up there, would you reach for it and grab it? I feel like you said though, you said if there was a hundred dollars, there was a hundred dollars right there. Would you try to get it? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, me too. And every time I think about, every time I, I, sh- I shit you not, you know, I hate that saying, but I must. Every time I see an escalator, I think of that story. So funny. Wait, you hate the saying, I shit you not? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like the word shit anyway. It's really not like, it's not. A I say classy. shit all the time, so. And you know I'm classy. Prepare yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know I'm classy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I am not. I'm the far of this thing from, I'm so not classy. I'm almost back around to classy. No, because you know what one of my favorite sayings is though? What? 
no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> not my favorite. <laughs> like agree to disagree. <laughs> it's not an opinion. I mean, I don't know that I have a favorite. I don't know that I have a favorite. I like I say go fuck yourself a lot, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's classy though. That's classy. That's a classy thing to say. When you say classy in the context of how you were just saying it, it makes me think of that episode of The Office where Jim shows up in a tuxedo and they're talking about classy for Michael's party. What would be classy? I love that show so much. (laughs) I just thought about when he dressed up like Willy Wonka. (laughs) And then he's like trying to get Dwight to take the fall. And then he goes in there and Jim's like, oh, he's like, oh, that meeting is for Wonka fans only. And then he like points to Michael. He's like, he's never seen it. (laughs) You know, I've never seen it either. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I have, it's been years, but anyway. So yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, escalators, $100. Yes, you would try to grab it. Did not add the Trump one in there because apparently that came Wait, out. Did after- you add the one about Trump becoming president? Well, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yes. In- no, okay, yes. well, I'll let you. I'll just, I did. I'll let I did. you. I'll let you. I did. All right, so the first one is, um, there was an episode called Springfield or How I Learned to Stop worrying and love legalized gambling that's so funny during this episode um Siegfried and Roy are viciously mauled by one of their uh white tigers performing in a casino that was a 1993 episode and in 2003 Roy of Siegfried and Roy actually was attacked by one of the white tigers he lived but sustained sustained several injuries in the attack so that's the first one I don't know um to me this one is interesting because like yeah okay they did technically predict the future but if we do have the tigers white tigers that we've trained is that really a stretch to say that eventually they're one of us one of them is going to attack us yeah that's what i was going to say too i was like that's like i feel like there's a good chance of that happening if you're working with wild animals like that anyway so that's like me having a pet alligator and then you being like writing a story about me getting attacked and then it happens and you're like i predicted the future yeah (laughs) i I don't know about that one but anyway it is interesting because you know back in the day people thought oh man supreme roy they have these tigers and they've got these tigers on lock and the tigers do whatever they want and then it was kind of like a big deal i think when the simpsons came out with it attacking him and then that actually did happen 10 years later Sorry, I had to take a little sip of room my drink. Oh, that's fine. Um, okay. Oh, shit. Okay. So in 1994, oh, this is one that I kind of thought was like kind of interesting. Um, so in 1994, they had this one uh, that where the lunch lady, Doris, was using assorted horse parts to make lunch for the students at uh, Springfield Elementary. And then uh-huh. uh, in, 90, in 2003, uh, the Food Safety Authority of Ireland found horse DNA and over one third of their beef burger samples from supermarkets and ready meals and pigs in 85% of them. I don't know. Somebody just put that there was pigs. That doesn't really have anything to do with it, but I know that. Um, so a lot of people are like, Oh, they predicted that there was going to be a big thing for the food and uh, food safety authority coming out. And um, you know, saying that there was actually horse meat in the burger, but I don't know. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, me too. Okay. This one's wild, dude. This one's wild. I'm going to share my screen. So an episode from 1995 came. Um, this one is wild to me. Hold on, I gotta find out. Hold on, I'm just, I suck at everything. Hold on. So look at this. Can you see this screen? Yeah. 
So this is from 1995. Um, and it says, uh, during Lisa's trip to London, we see a, a skyscraper behind the tower bridge that looks eerily similar to the shard mm -hmm. and it's the right location, but construction uh, didn't start until 14 years later. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that um, wild? That is wild. I mean, granted it's a cartoon, it, but true. what would possess someone to draw a building that looked like that in that way? Because it's kind of, it. wouldn't you put more effort into making it look like a skyscraper if you weren't trying to make it look like that looks? Because exactly. I've, no, I've been to London and I've seen the shard and it looks, that's what it looks like. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah. This one kind of had me shook, actually. I, I forgot, like, now that I've already, I already gave it away and I already said it. This one was one I was kind of going to hold back because this one really got me, like, I'm actually kind of impressed. Also, is that, oh, I don't know. You probably don't know this wasn't in the thing, but I just was, it was got me thinking about it. That looks like Big Ben that's in the, in maybe the foreground, but it's I think like, so. it's got a digital readout instead. Yeah, that's of really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Notice that. That's really funny. But yeah, so anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um, so a lot of people are like, oh, wow, they predicted the future. And I think too, I don't know for sure. And, you know, don't quote me on this, but I want to say that The Simpsons is one that had this um, before where they showed the, the skyline of New York City. And it was like prior to 9-11, but there were like no Twin Towers or something. There was some, There was something like that kind of like this where it showed the skyline of New York and it was before 9-11, but uh, the, the skyline didn't have the Twin Towers in it. Oh yeah, I don't know. But, Someone's brakes anyway. are screeching and it's like, ooh. It's like nails on a chalkboard, it's making me. Ooh. Um, in this episode, uh, there's another one called When You Dish Upon a Star and it was aired in 1998. Um, and so Homer has a script, um, and it's being produced by 20th Century Fox. Um, and then in front of the sign, it says a division of the Walt Disney Company. Um, fast forward, uh, almost 20 years, shit, almost, yeah, almost 20 years. Disney did purchase 21st Century Fox for an estimated $52.4 billion. Um, <laughs> what do you think about that? So here's the thing, though. One of the things that I think that The Simpsons is really good at, I was going to hold this off until later, but I feel like it's the appropriate time to say it. Yeah, say uh, it. Is that like uh, the writers and stuff are really good at, like they're really good observers of, of like human behavior. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like you can predict the, the way people are going to act or the, the way things yeah. might occur by just knowing people well and how they're, you know, how they're going to react to certain things, how things are going to go. And Walt Disney obviously is a big corporation. Right. And what do corporations do? They try to make more money and get bigger. Um, so I feel like it's not, it's not like Nostradamus level to be like, right. might happen. You, cause they, I think there's probably a lot of things that they've done that haven't come true and you know when you a lot of the times with being a writer and having a show like that especially it's been on you know 20 plus years you just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks right exactly exactly no I completely agree uh, but I don't know if you're gonna get into this 
but I think there are people who legit think that Matt Groening like is a time traveler. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. That's amazing though. <laughs> I feel like there's like a uh like not a small like a group of people people but like a small group of people who are like yeah they, they time travel and that's how they know. <laughs> well, shit I mean some of this stuff it's like because I completely agree with you and that's that's kind of where I stand on this but like the shard one is interesting to me and there's a couple other ones that are like even like because the shard one is like that's not like you really like a human behavior thing that's no. weird detail to put in but I agree with you like most of them like the tiger attack or the horse meat stuff like that those are things that you could throw yeah. in and chances are that actually probably could happen I don't know if you heard it just then but when I said no I burped in the middle of it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, that's not like I was puking I apologize <laughs> And I was like, oh shit, I don't know if that sounded like a burp or not. And now I just gave myself away, so it doesn't matter. I didn't even hear it, if that counts for anything. I keep hitting my mouth on the microphone, so excuse me for that. Is it because you lost the, the software? Yes, I can't find it anywhere. I thought about trying to make my own, but I don't know what I'd make it out of. <laughs> we'll get nicer microphones when I get better, though. When I Okay. Um, yeah, for those of you who do not know and obviously can't see me, I somehow have, because I'm super organized, that's that's how the story starts. <laughs> I pulled my microphone out from a thing of laundry uh, a couple weeks back and the mesh thingy that goes, it's not even mesh, but that little whatever it is. The foam cover. The foam thing, yeah, the foam cover of my microphone flew off and now I can't find it anywhere. Well, I have a bunch of extra ones because I ordered them for mine because my original microphone didn't have one and I was like I need a foam covering to kind of maybe drown out some more of the background noise right so I can try to send you one of mine and see if you can cut it down Ooh. to size and like maybe tape it okay That'll help. cool I mean this um, is stuff that we didn't need to be talking about on <laughs> air but <laughs> you know what it's fine it's banter it's great um, another thing that I thought was interesting, and actually they had confirmed another thing I saw about this confirmed that this was actually like inspired by um, the Simpsons. So there was an episode uh, in 1999 where he, Homer uh, uses nuclear energy to create a, a hybrid of tomato and tobacco plants and they call it the tomaco or tomaco. Yeah, well, apparently that inspired a guy who loves the Simpsons to create this and he actually did create it and it was tested in the tomato had tobacco in it, which I thought was just absolutely hysterical. Yeah, so that one's not even like they predicted the future. They just kind of actually created the future a little bit. And sometimes I wonder, there's another one that I kind of almost think uh, that maybe it's like that where they kind of created their own future. Um, also, I thought this was interesting too which I know you haven't seen Scandal, but we're like watching Scandal. We're almost finished with it. And um, in 2008, the Simpsons had a uh, Homer trying to vote for Obama in the general election, but a faulty machine kept changing it to McCain. Uh-huh. Four years later, they actually did have a voting machine in Pennsylvania that they had to remove because it kept changing people's votes from Obama to Mitt Romney. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, I so I'm like, ugh. it's one of those where it's like, you could probably predict that, but then at the same time, it's like, man, so specific, you know? Yeah, and it's just kind of uncanny to have so many things that actually happen later. Yes, isn't that weird? Anyway, weird. Um, yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, this one kind of gets me too, actually, because it's one of those things where it's like, man, you know. Um. Uh, so in 2018, uh, the Winter Olympics, the U.S. curling team won gold over Sweden and uh, so in 2010, The Simpsons had an episode called Boy Meets Curl. And in the episode, Marge and Homer 
I know, right? These, these names are amazing. Uh, Marge and Homer compete in the curling thing and they beat Sweden. It was amazing. I know. So I was like, man, that's like so weird. And I'll, but the person put the victory is second is the second curling medal ever for the U S and then in parentheses, they have not including Marge and Homer's of course. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think that's kind of interesting. Cause like, it's just such a random thing. That is a really random one. And then it being Sweden, which I guess maybe, I don't know, Sweden's like a curling powerhouse or whatever, but yeah, uh, I don't know much about curling. I would think that Canada would be up there. Yeah, you think? I have no idea anyway, but yeah, so I do it, like, I like yeah. watching the curling. Have you ever watched curling? I do, yeah. yeah it's this like year that they won. soothing. Yes, in 2018 when they won, it was really interesting. And then, you know what's, what's crazy is um, they have like, uh stuff like that like some ridiculous things that you you would never even think to like predict uh another thing another interesting one was when they had the betting pool for the um nobel the nobel prizes mm-hmm. and so um so there was uh mit professor um banked holstrom holmstrom he won the nobel peace prize in or sorry the nobel prize in economics in 2016 and uh so six years before that actually and I will share my screen on this one too because it's just kind of interesting uh so this was a picture from the Simpsons so they had like this betting pool on the Nobel prize uh-huh. and under like you can see this Bhagwati guy uh-huh. and then um under Millhouse economics is this Holstrom guy yeah and he's the one who actually like then you know some years oh, later. Oh, so okay, so the so the betting pool. Wait, so the Holmstrom guy is the guy who actually won. Yes. But so whoever is holding that, it was voting for the other guy. I guess, yeah. I Martin, don't know. It's just Martin circles. Was, That's why I was like, I was Martin. Martin was Millhouse was saying this whole Holmstrom guy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I just was looking at the picture you have. The one is circled, so that was the. Uh, no, I know that. Yeah, that took my uh, my attention at first too. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um, and almost like okay, I get probably so like chances are he's not he's not really a time traveler. Okay, like I just want to put that out there. Chances are he's not a time traveler, but it's almost it's like, like okay. So remember when you did the episode on instances of time travel though, and it's yes. just like the random guy showing up in one of those old timey pictures, but it looked like he was wearing like a modern t-shirt and hoodie and he had a camera unlike anyone else had. Like what if there are people who just for whatever reason can go to other points in time, but they can't actually do anything besides just like, they can't control it. I don't know. This is just a theory that I'm coming up with on the spot, but it's it's sounding good. They can't control when it happens. They can't do anything about it, but they also can't affect anything around them. They're just stuck there for like, you know, however long it decides to be stuck. And so when they get back, they're like, all I can do really is like write down what I've seen if I'm going to do that at all. Cause maybe some people would just go crazy from that, but there are things actually what not exactly what i'm going to talk about but there there are there are um weird pockets in the world of like different energies and things Mm -hmm. and people sometimes think that there are time skips that happen there and that's what some people believe like things like nessie are like if it is a dinosaur it's because there's a weird like 
time warp wormhole thing. And so for maybe like five minutes here and there, that lake is not actually in our current time, but it's, you know, right. however many million years ago and this dinosaur is there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's not know. as crazy as it sounds. I just feel like if it would be really ironic and kind of funny that if the only way time tra travel exists is in a really inconvenient way like that, <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's just Seriously. little slips here and there. Yeah, little, yeah, that that's not crazy. I don't know. That is not crazy at all. Well, this, I think that's, I think that that, that is like an interesting thing because then you would, it's almost like maybe he just like puts little Easter eggs in the show. Yeah. You know, you know? like just little things. Um, well, this next one is one that I kind of feel like the Simpsons, um, affected history or, you know, affected like the future, not the other way around. Cause that's in 2012, um, is the Lady Gaga performed in Springfield, mm -hmm. um, on the Simpsons. And have you seen this? No, no. I okay. Mean, and I gotta, I should have said, I've only seen episodes here and there of the Simpsons. We never watched it. Like, I've never seen a full episode. You know, like a lot of people our age when we were little because we grew up in like really conservative areas people weren't allowed to watch the simpsons Hell no i wasn't allowed to watch the simpsons i i wasn't like i wasn't not allowed to watch it i could watch it if i wanted to but it was it was just something that we didn't we weren't really into yeah it. so yeah I've seen, I to be like, fair i feel like that's not a bad thing because this show's a little racy yeah no i mean like i know I, a lot of kids who were like oh i'm not allowed to watch the simpsons that wasn't my experience, but we just, it wasn't something we were huge fans of. Right. Yeah. Well, so this one in 2012, Lady Gaga, which you can see here on the screen, she um, performed for the town of Springfield and she has this harness on, these boots, this outfit, and she's like gliding around. Well, actually, and, and I know you don't watch that football. So you, I don't know if you know. That's like shooting sparks out of it. Yes, which that part didn't happen. <laughs> but um, five years later, she did perform in the Super Bowl halftime show, and she did just that. Like she had on this outfit, and she had these gloves or uh, these boots, and she did jump off of um, a uh, roof and like flew through the air on this thing, just like in this. In but she did it on purpose because she knew about this, like right. That's, that's right. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what I think. Because uh, that, that seems like something she would do. Yeah. So that's what I think. I think this is one in the Tamako, Tamako, whatever you want to call I it. Those are two, um, huh? Throwing that out there. I said I love Lady Gaga, by the way. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> my mama told me when I was young. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's awesome. I remember one time we had that waiter and he had Lady Gaga had signed his arm and he got a tattoo. That was amazing. Oh my God. I totally yes. forgot about that until just now. Yes, yes, he got her to sign his arm and then he had it tattooed on. And yep. um, he actually, like, I think his name tag said, like, Lady Gaga or just Gaga or something like that. Yeah, he, he like, was would a fan. That instead of his actual name. I love it. <laughs> he was, I like, our it. favorite waiter. Like, we would ask for yes. him. I totally forgot oh. about that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's that's an, um, ex like, a thing that happens yeah. that I will definitely say, I think that she decided to do that because of yeah the Simpsons, not the other way around. Now this next one's interesting because you know we love ourselves some GOT Game of Thrones. Have you heard about this one? No, I don't know this one actually. Okay. So they had this episode of uh it was a premiere actually I believe in 2017 and um it was 
it was I guess it was like the um season premiere and it was like a Game of Thrones theme it was called the Simpsons instead of the Simpsons the what the Simpsons the Simpsons but anyway so it had all this stuff of Game of Thrones and although that final season didn't come out for like two years later or something 2019 does that seem right um but Homer yeah, it was 2019 because 2019 was the year of Alana being disappointed in her franchises. Oh my gosh, that was so bad. I was so mad. Well, this is what's crazy. So they Homer revived uh, a dragon in this episode, and the dragon proceeded to incinerate an entire village, just like in the um, the episode. And I'll show you the picture. Oh, like when they when they take the dragon. Like you know when yeah when yeah, when, uh, when Khaleesi did Spoiler that. Alert. Well, if you haven't seen it, don't yeah. waste your time because the end is terrible. <laughs> right. But look at this picture, dude. Tell me that, like, that is crazy. Like, exactly what happened? Okay, speaking of the cartoon episodes with Game of Thrones themes, uh-huh. there's an episode of Bob's Burgers where Louise does this Game of Thrones. So it's an episode where they each write a story for their aunt. And, uh-huh. um, like, Tina's story is like Jane Austen, it's very Pride and Prejudice. And Jean's story is some kind of musical thing. But Louisa's story is Game of Thrones inspired. Nice. And it's like, instead of dragons, they're cat dragons because her aunt has a lot of cats. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite. I haven't seen enough Bob's Burgers to know, like. Um, that's probably you something we're going to do. So when you show me some. And I'll we'll watch Bob's Burgers because it's one of my Yeah. Favorites. You've shown me some. Um, but anyway, isn't that crazy? So that happened before that ever came out. Yeah, this dragon in it, it scorched a whole city which once again it's like that's not crazy but just the way it happened that everyone thought she should have taken mercy on the city and then she didn't like that is just weird yeah that's crazy so it's one of those one of those type of things where it's like are, is it or is he doing the future yeah, probably not but it's just interesting um okay another thing that's kind of interesting is they kind of foretold the um the autocorrect issue so um, in 1994, an, air, uh, an episode aired where uh, the school bullies uh, take a memo to beat up Martin on their like their device that they have, but um, autocorrects it to eat up Martha. <laughs> so it shows it on the screen that it says eat up Martha instead of beat up Martin, which is kind of funny because it's like, wait, like we didn't have, like we didn't have auto yeah. back then. So That's how did you know? that was going to be a thing like to actually now that i'm kind of thinking about it it kind of blows my mind well what year was this i think 94 oh were there even were there even cell phones no it aired in 94 i'll show you what it looks like it's well, just there were, there were cell like phones. A pda yeah it just looks like a big pda oh wow yeah but there's an apple on it yeah that's crazy yeah, when did Apple, when was Apple founded? I mean, Apple was around, but there was, the iPhone wasn't even like a twinkle in its in Steve Jobs' eye. That's I don't right. <laughs> That was funny. But yeah, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So like, how did you come up with, oh, how did you come up with that? Like, that's wild. But the, I, the, um, oh, the next one. So this is, this is the thing. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it wasn't that crazy to me until you showed me the picture and I saw the apple. Right. right? Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. It's almost like something where he- Because yeah, it looks like an iPhone. Yes. And like, let's say he went, he went out and he was like, 
you know, saw in the future auto yeah. like, ah, let me put this in there. Well, and that like hilarious. kind of my new favorite theory, which I'm going to now <laughs> like stick to is yes. um, like, if you had a useless time travel ability yes. for whatever reason, you were like spent 10 minutes stuck in, you know, you know, 2010 or whatever. And you saw all these people playing on their, their smartphones. And then, and then you got sent back to your current year and you're like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? But if, right. you, if you have a cartoon that you make. Yes, <laughs> because what I mean, cause like you can't, like if you tell somebody they're all gonna go, yeah, okay, you time traveled, sure. Yeah. It's almost like something that you can't prove it's like, without kind of doing something was, like this. If this was an ability that people had, literally the only way that you could use it in any kind of meaningful way is if you were a writer of some sort. Right. Exactly. So yeah, I thought that one was crazy. Now, this is the one that you had asked about with President Trump. So season 11, which I'm not sure when that was because I didn't put a year on here. Dang it. <laughs> um, the second time the Simpsons took a peek into the future. So Lisa became president. And a lot of people were saying like, it, it reminded them a lot of uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, like the way uh-huh. that she dressed and the way that her hair was and stuff. Um, but anyway, so in the meeting that she had, she said, we inherited quite a budget crunch from President Trump. So everyone was like, oh man, because apparently I didn't know, I didn't know this. And that's weird because I do know some stuff about history. So I didn't know that Trump tried to run as president as a reform party candidate. So I guess I don't, I guess I didn't know for sure that he tried to run before or whatever, but I knew that he'd been talking about it for a long time. Right. So it, oh, it wasn't like, there you go. I guess it wasn't that crazy. That right. It wasn't like that out of the wild. Weird, okay. yeah. So um yeah so that that was like they talked about him being president yeah that's crazy though um another I feel like if you were sitting there and watching that episode and you heard the words president trump you probably would laugh right you would have laughed your ass off and like oh, that's you know that's that's ridiculous to even right happen. and then it fucking happened <laughs> and then you're like oh this is real this is not funny anymore yeah. <laughs> This is not funny anymore. Um, okay, so this one's kind of interesting. So the Simpsons, uh, Homer gets brought in to be a referee at the World Cup. And the, because the um, FIFA organization has a huge shortage because of all this mass corruption. So anyway, people are tempted him to throw the game. He decides to be fair and Germany won. Well, in 2015, or no, the, they won the title that same year. So I'm not sure if that's 2015 or the same year that this episode came out, but Germany did win the World Cup. And in 2015, uh, the FIFA was uh, actually um, under fire because they had a whole bunch of accusations of bribery, fraud, and money laundering. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, Let me think here. I've, oh, and this is, a, this is a weird one. Have you ever heard of the Higgs boson particle? The Higgs boson particle? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, apparently there was this episode where um, Homer becomes like this inventor in this 10th season. And uh, it shows like one of the cutaways shows Homer scribbling like on the chalkboard, you know, like all this stuff. And apparently on one of them, it shows this math equation. And then more than a decade later, they discovered the God particle and uh, finding out that it, the equation is like really, really, really close to what Homer had on the board. That's, that's crazy. 
yeah wild um uh, another thing that i found that i thought was crazy oh they did have this one which i didn't think was that that crazy was when the kids are fishing by the power plant and they catch the fish with the three eyes oh yeah yeah and then they find out that oh they're getting polluted and actually there was a guy who did catch a fish with three eyes i didn't think that was that crazy because we've no. all said oh you got you're gonna grow a third eye from all that pollution you know what yeah I mean? like it's a thing that can happen yeah um two more so i thought this these two were freaking so are you gonna share your do you need to share your screen again no i can stop i can stop um so you get real small one <laughs> oh so the okay so this other one is look at your beautiful face here i am here i am i don't know what that was let's pretend that didn't happen <laughs> um so season three apparently homer is like this ape and he is um he it's i don't know it's supposed to be like 20 2011 a space odyssey or something like that's like the way space odyssey what did i say 2011 yeah. I'm a i've never seen it i don't know <laughs> well anyway um in the episode they are all at this watering hole and then all of a sudden they like come around and they find this huge ass monolith in the middle of the desert and fast forward to you know this past year when they found uh-huh in utah and like the footage of it i don't have the footage to show you but it is actually like it, it's pretty wild like it looks just like it does in the footage that's what happens in that movie in the beginning there's a bunch of apes like it's like you know whatever millions of years ago or something uh-huh. and they find this weird ass monolith and then they start something about it like sparks one of them to start using tools oh oh well that's not as cool then because really that was just based on a movie yeah but uh, that's why so those monoliths that they discovered recently people were saying it was you know like the movie Ooh, that's weird but i don't know did we ever find out what happened with those or why they were Mm-mm. a guy tell i'm telling you god dropped his jewel <laughs> that's what i that's what i by jewel you mean vaping thing right yeah remember the oh <laughs> okay well, because I this is an audio podcast. You hear the word jewel, you might think <laughs> it's like a, a you no, know ruby or a diamond or something. You no, know, this is remember what I sent you that thing, and it has a picture of the monolith, and then it has a picture of God, and it's like, oh man, I dropped my jewel. <laughs> things are like silver, like that. That's so funny. Yeah. Um. But anyway, and then the last one is an episode where they had, uh, like not coronavirus but there was a virus that got sent to them through the juicers they got like these juicers from another country and like <laughs> in the box so they were all they were all staying inside and socially distancing that's funny i catch this thing well then this the group this group of people thought that the anecdote was in this um in this van or something in this box so they like knocked it over and it was killer hornets and it which is crazy because remember we had the um we had the the killer the murder hornets and then on that same episode, I guess they had um, a, like a riot and they like brought down a statue and stuff. And they were saying how like stuff like that happened with um, in 2000 with all of the uh, the riots and stuff and the protests. In the 2020, Georgia. yeah. 2020, what did I say? 2000. <laughs> no, I didn't. You did, did. You fucking did. I, I meant to say 2020. <laughs> I know I you I bet to say 2020. Anyway. Well, yeah, no, that's that's crazy. I mean, because you know, pandemics have happened before. There are pandemics and stuff. Um, 
so that's not that weird but the fact that the, all the other stuff happened in the right, same the murder hornets and stuff like come on so anyway that is the 18 i think i gave you 18 times when the simpsons kind of slightly predicted the future maybe but maybe also I'm time traveled getting more attached to this idea of like useless time traveling yes I'm and i feel like i kind of want to write a book thing. about it <laughs> right <laughs> like i think it would it would just be kind of funny it's like I have the most useless gift. I can travel through time. Right. But it's just like time, five but no one believes me. <laughs> I'm telling you, it might might have might have some uh some some juice to that or feet, if you will. Uh, it's got feet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let me anyway. pause real quick before we move on to my story because I'm gonna go get um I'm gonna go refill my drink. Okay. So let me pause. Okay, we're back. Um, and I have refilled my drink. Nice. I just drank that down so fast, man. The raspberry lemonade. Well, it's so refreshing. refreshing when it's so warm out, you know? Yeah. So I got a little spooky tale for you today. Ooh, spooky. It's part paranormal, part true crime, depending <laughs> on how you look at it, I guess. Okay, I like it. Have you ever heard of the Bennington Triangle? The Bennington Triangle. Yeah. Is it in Ireland? No. Then no, I have not. <laughs> There's a triangle I want to cover at some point, and it is, um, it's in, I believe it's in Ireland, oh. and it's this area where all these girls uh, go missing or are murdered. Anyway. Oh, well, this is similar to that, but it's in Vermont. Oh, oh my gosh, I have a friend from Vermont. I'll have to ask him. Oh, yeah. So, I was watching this show on the travel channel called American Mystery. Have you ever heard of it or seen? I think it's I think only so. one season, but um, I randomly started watching it because there were some interesting things. And this one episode is all about triangles. So like the Bermuda Triangle, there's also the Bridgewater Triangle in Massachusetts, which I also want to cover someday. Ooh. Um, and then this one, the Bennington Triangle, is actually not one that I've heard much about before. Yeah. But it's in Vermont, and it's this really wooded, mountainous area. Um, and so, first of all, I'm just going to list my sources that I used. Uh, Wikipedia, a website called allthatsinteresting.com, Listverse. And then I also watched this little short two-parter YouTube documentary by Matt Garland on um, Bennington Triangle, which was kind of interesting. Didn't really have any new information that I hadn't read anywhere else, but it had some interviews with like locals, which so was kind of fun. And you know, it's free, it's on YouTube. So it was fun to watch. Right. Um, and then I also watched an episode of Most Terrifying Places in America Ooh. last night that did, uh, did a little segment on the Bennington Triangle and their focus was more on what may be causing some of these disappearances and I'll save that for later on because um, I'm going to talk about the area and the disappearances first and then we'll get into some theories of what's going on there. Okay, okay. So the Bennington Triangle is the name given to this area of land in the southwest of Vermont it was coined by a New England author named Joseph A. Citro during a public radio broadcast in 1992 while describing the region. And he compared it to the Bridgewater Triangle in Massachusetts. Um, 
which the Bridgewater Triangle is really interesting because there's a lot of, um, I won't get into it right now. I want to cover it sometime, but it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's also really interesting. I feel like the Bridgewater Triangle has more paranormal phenomena, maybe. Okay. But the Bennington Triangle is centered on Glastonbury Mountain and is composed of the towns surrounding it, including Bennington, Woodford, Shaftesbury, and Somerset. Um, and Glastonbury and its neighboring township Somerset were both m once moderately thriving logging and industrial towns, but they started declining towards the end of the 19th century and became basically ghost towns. So mm -hmm. it's that already is like a creepy vibe. And right. those two towns were unincorporated by an act of the Vermont General Assembly in 1937. So they were like the only two towns to actually be unincorporated from. Ooh. Uh, well, I don't really actually know what that all entails, but that's what Neither do I. So they became ghost towns. So as you can imagine, um, that heavily wooded area suffered such a decline and all these people left became creepy AF. Well, as um, it does. And then <laughs> over several years from uh, 1945 to 1950, there were a series of disappearances that only served to further that kind of creepy reputation of like bad things happening. And I know there are other things that happened before this time of like, there was this guy who went missing and was found murdered or, you know, dead, not necessarily murdered, but he'd been like, basically like, he'd been, he'd been like brutalized by something. Um, and then there was like a shootout that happened in the late 1800s or something, but I didn't include any of those stories because I'm just focusing on the main disappearances in this five-year span. Um, cause there's five and there there's, but there's been a lot of other disappearance, disappearances and mysterious deaths that have been attributed to the region. But much like the Jack the Ripper case, we are focusing on the canonical five. <laughs> hey um, so the first disappearance was that of Mitty Rivers, um, who vanished while hunting in an area known as Hell Hollow. Mm, that's um, a hard pass for me. Right? Uh, on November 12th, 1945. So like. Oh, wow. Hell Hollow. Not going there. How about Hell No Hollow? Right? <laughs> good one um, I had to. he was Mitty rivers was an experienced hunter and fisherman and he was familiar with the local area like he was a guide right um i'm waiting for the car don't break the music. glass don't break the glass <laughs> do you remember that episode of too many spirits where shane breaks the glass and he just like kind of like stuck his finger through the glass yes oh i love that show I just love them so much. Um, so great. What was I going to say? Oh, okay. I like lost my place. He was, my he was like was a the loud music. <laughs> yeah, this. Um, so he was guide and he was guiding a group of um, four hunters up the mountains. So he hmm. was like, you know, familiar with the local terrain. Like he was an experienced hunter and he knew his way around here. But on his way back, he got ahead of the group and then they just never saw him again. Like he was guiding this group of hunters out and 
just suddenly vanished like into thin air almost like an extensive Sounds like a supernatural episode right and an extensive search was conducted but the only evidence they found was a single rifle cartridge that was found in a stream and so they had speculated that maybe he leaned over and the cartridge fell out of his pocket and into the water but um but that's like it no what no clothing no no footprints no any kind of evidence of anything else and so this disappearance occurred in the long trail road area in vermont route nine Hmm. so after that unsuccessful initial search many still believe that he would turn up eventually because he's a knowledgeable you know woodsman like survivor type dude and that he'll just you know find his way back into town and be like crazy story guys right guess what, that's not what happened oh um God. so soon more than 300 concerned locals and u.s army soldiers were dispatched from massachusetts fort devons and they combed through the vast wilderness for eight days and didn't find a single thing like just nothing so hmm. we don't know what happened to him body was never recovered Wow, that's weird. So then only a year later, this case is perhaps the most well-known case, um, an 18-year-old college student, Paula Weldon, um, who was a, she was a student at Bennington College, and she decided to take a hike on the long trail. So it's the same area. Um, And this was during Thanksgiving break. So most of the other students had already returned home for the holiday. And um, so for whatever reason, she was like, oh, I'm going to go on a hike, guys. So she was last seen on Sunday, December 1st, 1946. And she was wearing like a red shirt or a red sweater, you know, red, mm-hmm. basically. So you would, be, you would see her and you would, right. you know, it'd be easy to spot. A lot of people saw her leave for the hike, including a local um, Bennington Banner employee named Ernest Whitman, who gave her directions. And then she was alleged to have been seen on the trail itself by an elderly couple who were about 100 yards or 91 meters behind her. Hmm. So, you know, she's wearing this red shirt, young girl, people in town know her. They're like, yeah, we saw her on the trail. So that makes sense. But according to them, she turned a corner in the trail. And when they reached the same corner and turned it too, they couldn't see her anymore. And again, an extensive search was conducted when she didn't return to campus for classes. Um, They posted a $5,000 reward, got help from the FBI, but again, nothing, nothing ever turned up. Um, They didn't find her, her, you know, red coat or anything. Well, it wasn't a coat. It was like either a sweater or a shirt because they said she wasn't wearing a jacket and it was like 50 degrees outside. So it hmm. had dropped that night it dropped to nine degrees uh fahrenheit so if she was still out you know like if she right. was planning on being out there for a long time she was just gonna go for a hike and come back um so she wasn't prepared for like the cold of the night and th- it's just weird that like she went for this walk and just never came back um oh, some so there scary. are some rumors that maybe she like uh went off to canada with a boyfriend but nobody knew that she had a boyfriend this is just like speculation you know she didn't talk about having anybody um 
or they said maybe she went off and became a recluse and now lives in the mountains or something but it's like not a bad life <laughs> i mean yeah sometimes i feel like walking off into the woods and never coming back but <laughs> right, like i'm not gonna hate her for it um but it's just really weird because she wasn't prepared you know she didn't bring anything she was going for a walk and she wasn't like you know she was a good student she was right not somebody would leave right it's just weird that is weird so many people, including Weldon's father, criticize the authorities um, for their lack of sophisticated methods in handling the case. Hmm. And this actually wound up being the catalyst for the founding of the Vermont State Police seven months later. Oh, really? Interesting. And actually, the case is still open. Like it A little scary that they yeah. didn't have a police, state police before well, that. I think this is really interesting as a uh, part of like what a lot of people are talking about with like abolish the police and stuff. Mm -hmm. is that the police weren't like you didn't like you didn't you don't found a town and the second thing you do is have the police right that's true the police until you need them for that's whatever. true but yeah so i just thought that that was kind of interesting that this interesting. this case kind of launched that for them having a state police right and yeah and then the case is still open because they never they didn't found a body um wow. again no evidence like there's nothing to like you would think if they got eaten by an animal or something like that you would find you would find blood or you would find torn yeah. clothing or you would find you know whatever but this there reminds me a lot of like the national parks disappearances where yes, that's what I was gonna say. disappear and without a trace there's just nothing um so, so then three years to the day after paula weldon disappeared on december 1st 1949 there's another disappearance in the Bennington Triangle. And this one seems a little more supernatural than the others. Ooh. So 68-year-old veteran James E. Tedford uh, was on a bus to Bennington after visiting relatives in St. Albans. He was a resident of the Bennington Soldiers Home. And so he was coming back from, you know, visiting people. And he's on this bus. Numerous eyewitnesses, including the bus driver, later confirmed that he had been in a seat as late as the last stop before Bennington. Yet when the bus finally pulled into Bennington, Tedford was nowhere to be found. So that means somewhere between the last stop and Bennington, he vanished off the bus. Hmm. Like, I don't know. His belongings were still in the luggage rack and there was an open bus timetable on his seat. Oh, that almost makes you feel like it's like a like a time warp or what you know what I mean like a yeah. black hole or like an alien abduction or right, I don't like how do you just disappear weird like you just disappear off a moving vehicle like that's not I that's feel not like thing. I feel and it's because there's multiple witnesses confirming that he was there because mm -hmm. on the one hand you think oh it was just one or two it's like well maybe they just forgot that he got off at the last stop and it's still weird right. that he's never seen again but it's just weird because it's like not only was he never seen again but he disappeared off a moving bus that's so weird so yeah and then oh my gosh never found nope no trace of him they never found him and then the next year on october 12 1950 eight-year-old paul jepson went missing um, he was last seen playing in the family pickup truck by his mother, 
who left to tend pigs at the dump where she and her husband were caretakers. So his mom was like watching him play. She's like, I'm going to go feed the pigs. I'll be right back. And he vanished below the trace. She was gone for about an hour, which like, I guess it's 1950. It's so it's fine to leave your eight-year-old alone for an hour. I don't know anybody who would do that today, but. Right. sketch, but yeah, back in the day. And you know, this is like the country. She's going to feed the pigs not thinking anyone's gonna come take her kid yeah i remember being that age yeah so like when she came back he was just he was just gone he was nowhere oh my gosh search parties to look for the child and again they didn't find anything and then but it's interesting that he was also wearing a bright red jacket so like you would think if you saw someone wearing red they're easy to spot you know this is true um it should have you know made him visible you would see the kid uh, according to one story, they had bloodhounds who tracked who tracked him to a local highway, um, where according to local legend, it's the same highway where Paula Weldon had disappeared, like from the trail. Like they tracked what? him, his scent to the same area, and then lost the scent. Well, so, red also might make you, you know, um, visible too to like an attacker. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true too. That's a good point. Although the other ones were all adults, and this was a kid. That's weird. Yeah, so it's not like, well, we'll get to, because there, there's, a, there's a theory where if there were similarities that it would make sense, but it doesn't seem like there are many because there's there's old right. men, there's, uh, you know, a young woman, a kid. Um, That's so as, as the case dragged on, you know, and they're not finding any suitable answers, people started suggesting that the parents killed him and fed him to the pigs oh well, you can't do that so, i mean yeah it's, don't do that yeah but <laughs> yeah, don't don't but feed you your can but that's it, a criminal minds episode things have happened but like yeah. i don't know this so the, obviously the four parents didn't like this rumor um, <laughs> they're not a fan uh, of that but in keeping with the eerie feeling of the whole bennington triangle area the boy's father told the Albany Times Union that it was perhaps the lure of the mountains that pulled in his missing son because he had talked of nothing else for days, apparently, prior to this. Really? But yeah, like, I guess he was... Well, kids, kids obsess about like, stuff. The mountains, or he felt the mountains calling to him. Who knows? Wait, but maybe what? this is something supernatural, you know, it chooses a person and they feel compelled to just go to right. whatever it is. Who knows? So the fifth and last disappearance occurred only 16 days after Jepson vanished. Uh, um, on October 28, 1950, 53-year-old Frida Langer, an experienced hiker and survivalist familiar with the area, went missing on the Somerset area of the Long Trail, bordering East Glastonbury. So again, hmm. we have another woman, and she's a little older, also an experienced hiker familiar with the area. But what's different about her is she's the only one whose body they actually found. <gasps> So she and her cousin, Herbert Elsner, left their family campsite near the Somerset Reservoir to go on a hike. As they're going on this hike, she slipped and fell into the stream. So she's like, "Um, you know, I'm all wet. I don't want to go on this hike while I'm all wet. So she said, like, wait for me here. I'm going to go back to the campsite, change clothes. And apparently her husband was back at the campsite because he had a hurt knee. So she is like, I'm going to just go back, change real quick, and I'll come back and we'll continue the hike but neither the cousin nor the husband saw her. So somewhere between that area where they were and the campsite, 
she disappeared. Hmm. Like she didn't make it back to the campsite to change clothes and she never made it back to her cousin. Um, so over the next two weeks, they conducted five different searches, including ones involving helicopters. And they had up to 300 people looking for her and they didn't find anything. It wasn't until six months later on May 12th, 1951, her body was found near Somerset Reservoir um, in an area that had been extensively searched seven months previously. Hmm. So again, it's like the national parks disappeared yep. where like they do these searches and yeah. if they find a body, it's where they've already searched before. So it's almost like they weren't there and then they were placed there somehow. Hmm. Um, was her body like torn up? Well, so no cause of death could be determined because of the condition hmm. of her remains. So she was like beyond them being well, six months later. You know. Cause of death. Yeah. So she was like, if she, even if she was left out, like if she was left out there or if she had been in water or, you know, whatever, her body was just in no condition for them to determine what, what killed her. Wow. So, yeah. So Langer was the last person to disappear of this like group. Um, there have been other things that have happened in the Bennington Triangle, but these are like the main ones during this, this time period. Um, she was the only one whose body was found and no direct connections have been identified that tie these cases together other than the geographic area and time period. That's so, so weird. Because they're all like different ages, have different like knowledge about the area and there's like one kid. So we're going to get into some of theories now. Okay, can you do me a favor okay. and just read me the dates that these people went missing? Sure, sure. So, um, Mitty Rivers was the first. He was November 12th, 1945. Okay. Paula Weldon was December 1st, 1946. Okay. Um, Paul Jepson, October 12th, 1950. Oh, wait. Oh, we had... James Tedford was December 1st, 1949. And then the it's last- like Every one, year in the fall. Yeah. And then the last one is Frida Langer, October 28th, 1950. So it's- They're like every year. Always for... in the last, it's always in the last part of the year. Yeah. That's so weird. Um, Almost like, a, like what is it? Like a serial killer? Like what is so, that? So that's one of the theories. Okay, yeah. Theories. So <laughs> this area, the Bennington Triangle has long been associated with strange phenomena. According to an Algonquin legend, there was a malevolent stone in the mountains that would open up and devour anyone unlucky enough to step on it. Ooh. So, and like I said, the guy, the author, Joseph A. Citro, um, the one who coined the name Bennington Triangle for this area, wrote in his 1996 book, Passing Strange, True Tales of New England, Hauntings and Horrors, that the Native Americans refused to set foot on Glastonbury Mountain unless they were burying their dead. They believed that the whole mountain was cursed land because of the four winds met there in an internal struggle. And while most refer to this as a myth, there is some truth to this because the wind pattern on Glastonbury Mountain is so erratic that weather changes suddenly and plants grow at odd angles. So already like we have- Warp you know, in the times? Yeah, you have the Native American lore about weird things in this area. And then for more than two centuries, there have been numerous sightings of a Bigfoot-like creature in the Glastonbury Mountain area, which became known as the Bennington Monster. Ooh. 
So one of the first reported sightings occurred in the early 1800s when a stagecoach full of passengers was forced to stop on this road and the driver first noted very large uh, footprints in the mud that were too large to be a human's. Um, so then the coach was attacked by a large creature who knocked the vehicle on its side and the passengers could only see a pair of eyes before the monster <laughs> roared and ran off back into the forest. Um, so later, sightings, later sightings described the creature as large, hairy, and black, standing over six feet tall. Um, so yeah, so some people think that there's like Bigfoot in this area or Bigfoots. I don't, we don't have a name for the species, but I firmly believe that Bigfoot is just like an undiscovered species of, you know, ape. Like right. Thing. Um, so of course there would be multiple of them and they're really yeah. good at hiding. Some people also believe that Bigfoot is an interdimensional creature, meaning he can yep. go through the, so that would make sense too, as like, if this was something taking people, and then that's why there's no trace of them because he took them from our dimension and then went to another dimension with them, maybe. Well, that may make sense too, why it says um, that they said that the Native American legend was the like a rock or something and you the stone and you stepped on it and it sucked you in what if yeah, that's, that's crazy because they must have had the only reason that you would come up with a legend like that is if you had experience with that too so i bet they lost people yeah. there too yeah oh yeah, yeah. and I mean, that would make like, if you didn't know what it was like well, i wouldn't know what it was and you saw like and you were telling somebody like they were right there they just stepped right on that rock well then that yeah. how the legend is you know yeah no that makes total sense wild so then also in this area there have been reports of strange lights in the sky Ooh. um sounds with no explanation and odd odors on the mountain and all of these things that people have witnessed predate colonial settlements interesting so these reports combined with the many strange disappearances have led to speculation about ufos and possible wormholes in the area mm -hmm. so some people think maybe the vanishings could be alien abductions I mean, you know, that's on the more spooky end of the spectrum. And then on the other end, people were saying maybe there was a serial killer in the area during this yeah. time. However, there's no real evidence. I think most serial killers have a type, don't they? I had to switch to water because like sometimes when you have lemonade, you know, the acid kind oh, of sits that. in the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the sheer lack of evidence to back it up, as well as the variety in the victims' ages and genders, which defies the usual patterns of a serial killer, makes this theory a bit of a stretch. Because the only one that I can really think of that targeted both the young and the old is um, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Still kind of without... He was all over the place. He was all over the place. And part of that was because of his weird, I think his weird, like, satanic type things yeah like kind of felt like he had the devil inside or something and needed to go do something violent or whatever mm -hmm. so i mean it's not unheard of that someone would right. just be like randomly taking people and killing them but at the same time i feel like a lot of the things with serial killers is they like to have a signature of some kind or they yes. like to leave you know a mark like yeah. I was here. So it's weird that they would disappear without any kind of evidence and their body never being found, you know? It's, it almost is like hearing the, the times or the, the months, 
it's almost like um it reminds me of like it would be a story in supernatural yeah like every year this monster comes out and they the town has to give a sacrifice or something to keep yeah it totally is like that too and so that with the combined with like the native american legends make me think about that too because it is um that's one of the similarities between all of them is that it occurred during the last three months of the year they're all october to december each year um and so it's almost like there's something ancient in the woods that has to take a Mm -hmm. person you know and unlucky one there oh i just got goosebumps so for people who are more skeptical of paranormal explanations, and then I put in parentheses, your shame of days of the world, um, <laughs> they contend that these people who disappeared met their demise at the claws of an indigenous mountain cat, such as a lynx, bobcat, mm. or a catamount, which I've never heard of catamount before. That but, sounds made up. Right? <laughs> but however, the bobcat and lynx are not really known to be aggressive to humans, and the catamount Catamount has not been credibly cited since before 1940 and has been declared extinct, which is why we haven't heard of it. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, yeah. Like. So yeah, there's little to go on in the way of tying the disappearances together um, right. for in hope to find like a solution to the mystery because the only similarities are um, the proximity of the disappearances, the time of day when they were last seen, which is usually between 3 and 4 p.m., and the time hmm. of year when most of them were last seen, which is the last three months of the year. And so with little in the way of evidence, paranormal theories concerning the cases are, you know, they pretty popular. Right. So for those interested in the paranormal, these theories dovetail with other more recent odd occurrences in the Bennington Triangle area, um, which these other occurrences, I didn't write a whole lot, but it, apparently there's things like terrifying voices allegedly showing up on dead air radio, Ooh. sightings of mysterious figures, unexplained navigation mishaps, and even planes that have mysteriously crashed there. Ooh, interesting. So, and then I just have, um, I just cook, took a couple little stories were, which are some modern eerie stories from the Bennington Triangle area kind of to Ooh. talk about some of the other things that happened there. So Chad Abramovich of the website Obscure Vermont went there after hearing about these vanishings. Um, He took a trip to the mountain saying, myself and a few friends departed in his pickup truck and drove up the bumpy forest road into a strange clearing in the middle of the hills. Here underneath summer humidity, we found old cellar holes almost entirely hidden by tall grasses beneath the shade of gnarled apple trees. Shortly after this, Abramovich and his group of experienced, oh wait, sorry, I was going to say they were experienced hikers or something like that, but I read it wrong. So Abramovich and his group experienced a sudden drastic change in the weather. It was a sunny July afternoon when they started, but a torrential thunderstorm quickly appeared. The group was stranded for some time, but they finally managed to make it back to the flats. When they escaped the downpour, they found that the surrounding area was bone dry. Locals hmm. later confirmed that no thunderstorm had passed through the area. What? So one, that's weird that they experienced this weather, that nobody else experienced this extreme weather. But two, it also reminds me that it says that the weather in this area can shift yes. drastically because of the wind patterns and also the Native American legends there. So to me, I feel like there's got to be something weird with the energies here in this area. That's and so I don't know. Weird. 
So I have one more story read. Well, I'm going to read this. I'll read the story and then I want to talk about uh, a theory that uh, I may or may not be cooking up. (laughs) (laughs) So Robert Singley, a music composition teacher at Bennington College and an experienced hiker, became lost on the mountain in 2008. He took a trail he knew well to nearby Bald Mountain and then used the same trail to go back. However, the well-known trail didn't lead where it should have. According to Singley, he walked five miles or eight kilometers before realizing that he should have reached his car already. Just as he became concerned, a heavy fog rolled in and the whole trail became hopelessly dark. He went to a maple tree that he felt called to him from the fog and tried to start a fire. Every stick he reached for turned out to be an animal bone. This would have stressed most people, but Singley was only upset about his fiance. He imagined she was worried sick. He finally managed to light a fire and hobbled by it through the night. In the morning, he found that he had somehow ended up on the other side of the ridge from his car. Luckily, he made it back to tell the tale. So it just seems to be like confusion about direction, which happens to experienced people. Um, And then all these weird like feeling things calling to you and strange weather changes. Um, Weird. But like I said earlier, that these became ghost towns, they were former mining towns. Well, one of the other theories is that there are um, covered now shafts, like mining shafts, from where there used to be when they used to mine. And so mm-hmm. it would become covered with like um, brush and stuff that people could have uh-huh. fallen down them. And that's why they just- Oh, yeah. Came back. But I feel like for- it would be weird for that to happen to all of those people, you know? And then- Yeah, that would yeah, be weird. But it's just so weird that they vanish without a trace. And I don't know, it reminds me a lot of the national parks disappearances. And I yes. know there are weird things with that too, where people have seen strange things like loved ones that they thought were calling out to them that weren't there. Hmm. or you know whatever and I'm just like I feel like there's got to be something sinister or paranormal there that is is like aiding in this because yeah and there's also that thing in French it's called l'appel du vide or something like that it's like the call of the void Hmm. you come up to a steep drop and imagine throwing yourself off yep I feel like sometimes people like will wander off into the woods not knowing why or you know like what's gonna happen to them but is there something that makes them do that right are we um our friend kathy her boyfriend lives in vermont so i texted and asked if he had ever heard of that oh yeah i should see what he says um it's, it's really strange and they never found any of these other people's bodies. That's crazy. I think the Bigfoot idea is interesting too, because one of the things that happened was this guy, and I think this was in the 20s or the 30s, went missing. And then they did find his body, but he had been like squeezed to death or Ooh. something like that. And so they didn't really know what it was. Like that. what had happened. Yeah. And I'm like, man, really a Bigfoot killed him. <laughs> right like so i don't know this just lends more credence to my stay the fuck out of the woods yeah i'm with you on that i don't really like to to go too far into the woods like i 
don't mind camping as long as there are you go to a campground yeah camp there but like yeah. don't venture off into the deep woods no no need to no need to Blair Witch Project going to a national park don't leave your party always have a buddy yeah. stay together <laughs> like it's stay a- on the 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 beaten path stay on the trail don't don't go path. off alone no I mean these are things that people stay should- away from boulder fields right to survive <laughs> that's wild this is also you know i don't go in the ocean because i don't want to get bit by a shark that i'm not that gonna is the go to the woods because i don't want to get killed by some crazy wood spirit right <laughs> like, yeah i don't want that either for for you or for me it's it's weird it's creepy man that's really interesting i'm really disappointed i've never heard of this before like i, I want to know more about this this is crazy yeah, so it's like it's kind of crazy and there are other stories too if you look it up um of other weird things that have happened but i wanted to focus on the disappearances yeah i mean i can't wait to hear if our if our friend tom um yeah this that's well, really cool let me know for sure interesting well if you I guess if you're, oh, oh, I was going to say too about The Simpsons is I do remember the only time we really ever watched The Simpsons and like we're excited about it is their Halloween specials. Oh, really? Because their Halloween specials were always like crazy and like kind of funny. And they would have like these ones with the aliens. It's just like a whole thing. But <laughs> it would always change the beginning, you know, and it, uh-huh. But I do remember we used to watch the Halloween specials when they were That's funny. funny. So those are like the ones I remember best. Because there's this there's this one whole bit where they were like, oh, they were gonna eat us. And it's and it's this book and it says how to cook people. And he's like, oh no, there's some dust on here. Let me rub it off. And it says how to cook for people. That's hilarious. Like uh they rub some more dust and it's like how to cook for the number four. Ah. And he's like, rub some more dust off and says how to cook for four people. <laughs> That is hilarious. And I don't know why. It's like, I feel like I want to watch it now. The Halloween specials were always really good. Like they have, you know, like, I, you've probably seen the opening before. It's like the whole Springfield thing. Yeah, that is the Simpsons. The yeah, they sit on the couch. That's why I, the Flintstones. That's yeah. why it was, you know, you see how you can make that mistake. Yeah, so um, when they all rush in and sit at the couch on the end on like the Halloween. Uh-huh they're all usually dressed up like they'll be Aww. vampires or whatever you um but yeah it was so I, I do remember those were pretty funny that's awesome so I guess if you've ever been to the Bennington Triangle right. or if you have any stories about I don't know time travel or ghosts right. or whatever that you want to share any, with us. yeah any that I missed anytime the Simpsons predicted the future that i missed send us an email yeah where should they send that alana uh it's booze and ghouls pod at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you yes please and you can also find us on twitter where is that land at booze and ghouls and then on instagram and tiktok we are at booze and ghouls pod definitely follow us um give come say hi info absolutely you'll this see uh there. we post things we post pictures of our dogs sometimes you know, right, that that right there you could have just led with that and that's yeah. like okay i mean yeah that's all really all you need cute dogs. dogs if you like dogs follow us if you like dogs i don't need that negativity 
I'm just kidding. You can, you can not like dogs and still be an okay person. I have my fingers crossed. <laughs> I mean, we like cats too. Well, we yeah, yeah, cats are all right. Cats, cats make my nose itch. But if you don't like animals at all, then yeah, you're a bad person. Then you might be a serial killer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I can't prove it, but probably yes. <laughs> well, until next time, stay boozy, friends.